we've arrived at the center of the Earth's observable universe, at a time when multiverse theorists have physicists running for cover. Here's the thing, many of today's quantum physicists are jumping up and down with excitement, and they can't tell you why. We've all come face to face with the question, what is real? And I think you're going to find the answer to be even more explosive than anything you can think or imagine. Glad to have you back with me today. Pushing the boundaries of expectations and rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. This is a way of life, a huge and growing community of explorers and adventurers, leading the way, blazing new trails, and raising the bar. We share your hunger for a life without limits, and we know you'll stop at nothing to get there. I'm Stephen Canyon. Glad to have you back for another Kinetic Belief Law of Attraction podcast. And we always have some new listeners joining us. Glad to have you with us today as well. Kineticbelief.com is the website. Kineticbelief at StephenCanyon.com is email. If you want to send out a message or have some questions, which you probably will uh, by the end of today's podcast, we're going to be talking about how real is reality. Also, just a reminder, go to the website and keep up with where our podcast brunches are going to be located. Make sure that you plan on coming out and having a a brunch along with myself and Megan and just enjoy an intimate and delicious event with us. We always uh, have the morning beverages while you can attend one of our live podcasts productions. We always love to see all of our Uh, listeners, and you guys can come out and be a part of that. So much fun. Mastering the Universe Workshop. Make sure you also plan on attending one of those. It's an immersive three-hour event. And the workshop is, it's actually for the creator that desires to elevate their manifesting results and deeply connect with their original purpose. A lot of people are describing those events as taking their insights and understanding all the way from zero to 100. And they say things like, hey, it's an intensive positive disruption, and that's what we always hope it will be. And then, of course, there's the sounds of music, and those events are always bursting with creative energy. And I share a lot of my piano melodies as they were attracted through the universe. And you also will have the privilege of uh, listening to Miss Megan, a world-class violinist who is typically there to accompany myself. And also, there's also the Invitational Masterclass. Those are fun. We always leave some dates on the calendar, and the way that that works is those special events are planned and executed by you, Kinetic Believers. There are large groups of Kinetic Believers all over the world, and we try to accommodate requests to come out wherever you are and uh, do one of our masterclass workshops there. It's an invitational. So we just put it on the calendar. Contact us again through kineticbelief at stephencanyon.com and we can start talking to you about the logistics of that. Hello, Megan. Hello, sir. How are you today? I'm really great. How are you? So good. I love that intro song. Pretty cool, huh? I just dance to it. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Sometimes <laughs> I find myself listening to it and I forget to stop to, to start talking. I know. I'm just, I, we've had, <laughs> I'm and we have to start of, all over. I'm, I know. I'm sitting here just kind of jamming away. It and has like, that what? little bongo beat. I always <laughs> find myself sort of dancing to it. Um, hope you're having uh, a great day. You know, I am. It's it's already been a long one. Yeah. It's good, though. That's a good thing. Yeah, it's one of those deep uh, days of deep thought. And those are always, I think those are the best. Well, you're setting yourself up today. I'm, I am very curious to see what you do with this topic. Um, <laughs> how real is reality? Yeah, how real is <laughs> how reality? Real is oh, my goodness. This oh, will be okay. interesting. All right, let me throw it back to you. Okay. You oh, said, goodness. I didn't come <clears throat> up with the title. <clears throat> you said to me, and actually you said it last night, you basically, you jumped out of bed last night, ran over to the window facing the ocean, and you looked up to watch a meteor streak all the way across the night sky. I did. Turned around, got back into the bed, and so well, that was cool. So now, <laughs> what's what's going on with you? I don't know. No, come on. You, you're among friends. <laughs> I don't know. That was crazy, though. I really did have this... I just had this all of a sudden a random, seemingly random feeling. No, how did you know? I didn't. Yes, you did. It was just a gut feeling. And I just got up and I wanted, I thought, ooh, I want to go look at the stars. Okay, so wait a minute. We're we're talking in in, uh, actual particulars here. You said gut feeling. So it's something you felt in your stomach. Sure, yeah. Oh, come on. 
in your stomach. My brain's in my stomach. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. I think I'm hungry. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. No, it, that was actually, I don't know if I've ever experienced anything quite like that before. That was really cool. So uh, what, what happened? Well, I was on my phone just, you know, messing with Instagram, relaxing, and then I had this random thought to... Uh, and I thought it was my thought, but who knows where it came from. And the and the thought just said, go look at the stars. Go out on the deck and look at the stars. And so I did. And the moment I stepped outside, a huge shooting star just goes across the sky. It was beautiful. And it just it made me feel um, just really connected to the moment, to Do life. Do you know that there are no original thoughts? That's true. So it came from somewhere. You had a thought that was not original. It wasn't even a thought or did, you know, did something beckon me out there? I don't know. Yes, it did. I'm open to possibilities. It it beckoned you out there. Yeah, I felt beckoned, especially after the fact. It was so cool. There are no original thoughts. They all are, are substance and everything that could have ever been thought of was originally thought of before the Big Bang. And Every thought already exists. Anything that you could ever think of or imagine already exists. Now, you have original thoughts that are original to you, Mm -hmm. but they're not original to substance or source substance. They've always been there. So what you did is you you actually got in (laughs) touch with a thought that was already there that knew that there was going to be something streaking across the sky. You were summoned to the window. So that you, not only could you be entertained by it, but so that the substance of the streaking comet, or not comet, but the, the streaking meteorite going across the night sky would have an audience. Yeah. And it, I have to tell you, too, when, when things like that happen that are so out of your ordinary, it really gives you just a sense of belief, almost as if it's affirming the things you're doing in life and the the path that you're walking and the belief that you're working on. I mean, you can't help but feel like you've been shown something. Nothing is actually by chance. Yeah. Even though you have a decision. You had a decision last night to, to either get up, jump out of the bed and run over and look out the window or stay in the bed. That was a choice. Uh, but neither one of those choices, had you made one versus the other, would have been by chance. Yeah. It would have been by choice. And speaking of gut, you know, gut is really just instinct, right? I mean, it's just that inner dialogue you're having with yourself. And so something like that also, it makes me feel as though I can sort of trust that little inner voice. It kind of gives you a little boost in that area. Instinct. Instinctive would mean that it's it's something that you are compelled to naturally do without thought. But your th- the thought process that came from the substance of imagination compelled you to make the decision and choice to jump up and run over to the window to so the So what spectator. would it be? If not instinct, that would be um, unction? Well, it was an, that, well, that's a good word for it. It was an unction. But now here, that's what we're, that's what we're setting everybody up for, is, is we're going to be talking <laughs> love, about what in the world is even real. I love that I've, I've already gotten an F. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> absolutely or, not. You were the guinea pig. <laughs> You're <laughs> so wrong, Megan. What is, what is real? Well, what? you... You already what told us that we're, you know, you didn't tell us we're going to get answers today. You were just like, you know, you're probably going to have some questions. <laughs> you're, you, and thank you. You're, you're already letting me off the hook. Right. Yeah. That's what we would spend the next hour asking, asking everybody lots of difficult questions and then just sign off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> My job is finished. Uh, what is time? What yeah, is space? That's so cool. But you know what? We're both musicians, right? Yeah. Yes. And we were talking the other day about the substance of sound. Right. And why there are so many different tastes of music. Okay, yeah. You know, and, you know why, why does somebody like death rock and somebody else <laughs> is into Beethoven mm-hmm. and someone else is listening to nursery rhymes or what, whatever it is? Why are there so many different tastes of music? And all of us have an, a, what I call an inner stigma that has marked us from a particular circumstance in our lives. And it could have been something tragic, or it could just be something that is uh, yeah. nice and beautiful something and wonderful. stimulating and wonderful. And, and depending on moods, whatever mood someone is in, we find the substance of a sound that uh, agrees with our that stigma. Mm-hmm. And so the, the connectivity here and, and where I'm going with, uh, with this is, I believe the first clue that all of us have experienced is with the, the, uh, the substance of thought. What makes what makes you like you're, we're talking about here? What made you think to jump up and run to the window? What yeah. is it that 
agrees with your thoughts that you're having that uh, a certain particular, the sounds, the substance of sounds of music will be in agreement with. Clairvoyance, the, the faculty of perceiving things or events in the future or beyond normal sensory contact. The, you know, you had a clairvoyant moment of, of an unction in your soul, that substance of knowledge that already exists, that has already seen, it is already observed to see the meteor streaking across the sky outside of the purview of your window in advance of you seeing it. And you received the, the call to be a spectator of this spectacle in the night sky. Right. So which came first? Is there even a first in that substance of imagination that you were in, in contact with? See, I went through a period of several years where the image of a person would come into focus. I would just see it in my mind. And usually, you know what it was, is I would see somebody and uh, it didn't look, you know, the actual person didn't look at all like uh, maybe some somebody I, I had gone to, to school with many, many years ago. But I would see somebody and then that person, the image of someone I went to school with, would, I would think that that's who I was looking at. It's like if I'm looking at you and all of a sudden I, I see the image of somebody I went to school with and then you come back into focus. And that happened to me for many, many years. And within an hour or two hours or later in the day, I would see the person that I had envisioned when I, while looking at you. Yeah, it's a premonition. A premonition. That happened to me. And actually, it happened so often that I expected it to happen. And then so my my belief <laughs> for that to happen manifested that happening more, more frequently. And it was happening all the time. That's it was wild. the craziest thing. And then um, I, I knew things about people. And then I would start testing it. And it's kind of on the same the same uh, the same thing, like the names of people. I was going up a ski slope uh, on a ski lift. And it was the summer. And you could just, you know, pay to ride up the ski slip, the skis, uh, the the lift, and you come back down. And so I was coming back down, and there was nobody up up there, and, but two girls that were coming up the other side. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I just knew one of their. I didn't know the girls, never seen them before, but I, the name just so clearly was in my mind. And so I called. I said, "Hello." I don't know the name now. Hello, and I used the name. Mm-hmm. And I said, and that must be you. And she and a, a girl, there was two girls, and, and one of them said, oh, that's her. That's her name as they were going by. <laughs> that kind of stuff. Isn't that wild? I was in a grocery store, and I told a worker that I was, and, and I just I saw this whole thing unfold in my mind. And I, and I told this, this worker there, I said, I'm so sorry that you'd been hurt here on the job and that you're now involved in a lawsuit against your employer. And I guess you're going to lose your job. And I'm sorry. She said, I mean, she was speechless. Mm. And she said, tomorrow's my last day. Oh, my goodness. Isn't that, does that freak you? I mean, did it ever just freak you out? Would it ever sort of like, I don't think it freaked me out as much as it just excited me. I just knew that this was happening and I would, and I would expect it. And because I expected it, it just continued to happen more and more and more. I would lose something and then I could just see where it was and and go and put my hands on it. That's amazing. Uh, I had a backyard full of ivy, which is if you've ever seen, it's just completely covered in this green thick ivy. Yeah. Like a mountain property. Yeah. And, um, a a key had been lost back there and I just, and I'm thinking, okay, source, energy, source, substance, original source can see where the key is. So show me where it is. And I walk out, I guess go walking out into the middle of the ivy and just stop and look down and pick up the key exactly where where it was wild i mean it is those things are just crazy and seemingly impossible when i when you've called in response to the ad Mm -hmm. that i was writing before we ever never met you before and you called and you'd left a a message because i wasn't there that day on the phone and i was listening to your voice on the phone and immediately i knew we were going to be married Isn't that, isn't that amazing? That's wild. What is real? What's not real? How does all this work? How are we so twisted up in all of this? How did you know to go and see a meteorite right. streaking across the sky? Yeah, last how? Night? What is that? What is that thing? What's that substance that's entering our minds and sort of, you know, just penetrating that veil of consciousness? Well, you know, this happens to, to both of us all the time. You more. 
you a uh, lot more. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's a, well, I think it's because I just expect it. I well, put I pressure like your, on it. And I feel like yours is very specific to people. Um, I've seen that many times over and over and over again. You can almost, almost anyone, it's almost as if you can do it at will now. From what I've from what I've observed, Practice. when you meet no, people, it. it's it's like you've known them a long time. Well, it's when it's no longer as much a surprise that things like that begin to happen. And I remember, um, you know, used to used to think, well, I, what what good is it? <laughs> I need to, I need to use this for something. Maybe it's, I should be helping somebody, or uh, I need to get get down there before something bad happens and pull someone out of the way of something. Oh, that's funny. I don't know, but you know, I think it, and you could probably do that if you determined to do it, right? Yeah, almost like a. I guess it could be like a superpower, <laughs> in a sense. But I think it helps because you are in the business of of helping people and helping people grow. And I know that's your lifelong passion. And so knowing people, being able to sense and and see and really see them even beyond what's visible is a huge asset. That to always what you do. always comes out in our mastering the universe workshops. Yeah, and I it know does. things about people always have, and yeah. uh, it's a very intimate time just because of the the knowledge and wisdom. And you have been expecting it for so many years that I think it, it's really made the ability grow beyond what it ever was. Well, have you had your cup of coffee? <laughs> Try <you> four. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah, four cups of coffee. <laughs> then didn't the waiter tell us today there's 200, what did he say, 200 milligrams of caffeine in a, what, this is a regular a cup. drip cup of coffee. Yeah. Seems yeah. like a lot, doesn't it? It does. But then it's a, I think it's interesting how you can become immune to coffee. That's true, right? Like, or not coffee, but ca- to caffeine. Like, you know, if you drink a cup a day for a year, then all of a sudden you need two and then three and then four. So how real is real? It is vital to your success <laughs> in a world. I love that title. This is, this, is prop, this, is, this has to be the most important thing for anyone in their life today that is serious about becoming successful. And yeah. I mean in any endeavor, successful in your health, mm-hmm. in, your, in your wealth, successful in your relationships, in your marriage, uh, employment, whatever, and su- successful in starting a, a company, being an entrepreneur. It's vital. This is vital to your success in the world today as it is. And to know, you know, where many different outcomes to the life you will live are possible. Well, I love any topic like this that's going to push me, push that envelope, that mental envelope beyond the physical, beyond what I experience and what I think about every single day. Um, And I feel like this is going to do that today. I'm I'm pretty excited. I love this kind of stuff. So what I'm about to tell you, I would be remiss if I didn't say, first of all, first thing, that it is so important that you get away from from every single possible influencer in order to discover who you really are. And when I say that, I'm talking about negative influencers, positive influencers, just whatever, whoever is speaking into your life or, you know, news reports, fables, books, television, movies, whatever it is, all influence, all influencers get away from it. And I don't mean forever, just long enough in order to discover who you really are. Who are you? What is your purpose for function? Why are you here? Ask yourself those questions and continue to ask and and be quiet. The answer is coming to you. If you ask it, you're going to get the answer. As long as you don't have any other influence around you, you need, this is so important to you because what you're going to find out is that you're different. And look for the differences to show up. Look for the wisdom and the knowledge of what makes you different to come to the surface and capture those thoughts when they show up. If you don't, they're going to just like a little bird fly away and you'll even forget that they were there. As soon as you see them and you see the colors of the feathers, write down exactly what the answers are because that's what you're going to start building your life upon. So what are your present day qualifiers and are they accurate to your original purpose? What kind of life are you living right now? Is it accurate to your original purpose? And when I say that again, it's not what makes you, what, don't look at the commonalities. Don't look at the things that you're doing that others have told you you need to do. Go back to the original purpose within you. What makes you different? And look at your present day life and see just how accurate and be honest with yourself. How accurate is it to your original purpose? And here's why this is so important. Quantum theory is the basis of modern physics. 
That explains the nature and the behavior of matter and energy on the atomic and subatomic level. So this is where we now have understanding as to why some people are advancing their minds, bodies, and their souls toward perfected completion at a more successful rate than others. In other words, this is pointing to the one percenters and the elite athletes, wealth builders, um, artisans, just pe people that are living these ultra-successful lives. When we observe the quantum nature and the behavior of matter and energy at that level, we are observing the forces of a bias for what is observed as a reality. Now, the conundrum in quantum theory is that physicists haven't been able to measure the so-called sleight of hand or the moment a measurement is made. Measurement in quantum physics, that's just another word for observation or belief. So the challenge that quantum observation presents for three-dimensional observers is attempting to use four-dimensional mathematics. Is it, It's almost all discoveries require imagination. And so what's happened in quantum physics is the, the uh, discipline is moving out of the realm of imagination. And so you have all these scientists and, and geniuses sitting around with mathematics and observation without imagination. They can't make that flying leap, if you will, over into the land of imagination. And so projecting imaginings over into a fifth dimension reality, it's revealed a bigger problem. Physicists are attempting to observe the effect of bias with bias. So the very nature of observation, it employs the same standard for measurement. It's, it's like trying to look out of a window by looking into a mirror. From, and from that vantage point, what you're doing is you're constructing your hypothesis from the viewpoint of ego. Or it's a reflection of your bias rather than from an unpersuaded observation. You're looking out of a window and you know that it's there, but you just can't, you, it just can't be true. <laughs> you know, you, you've, you've seen results of it, um, echoes and traces of it, the mathematics work out, but you just can't believe that it's true. Physicists have mathematically observed a multiverse, for example, which is an infinite realm of being. But since a bias is still going to be required for the function of the equation, most physicists, they simply omit that the universe is continually dividing into parallel worlds. And it's, it's this honeycomb thing that's taking place. So this is the crossroad where science meets the petri dish of philosophy, if you will, both of which are ultimately going to be required to agree on the limitless possibilities within the multiverse. Wow. <laughs> this is amazing. So you got it all figured out now, oh, yeah. right? Well, uh, thanks for joining us. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Don't touch that dial. I'm going to help. I feel like we've waded into some deep waters here, but I promise you we're going to wade back out together. Wow. So, and so are, what are, I want to understand, first of all, what we are addressing today. I mean, we, obviously the title is how real is, is reality. And, and so when it comes to fitting quantum theories in with what we're what we've been learning on the podcast about kinetic belief law of attraction um are you really addressing the realities of of our belief versus the physical or kind of can you Bingo. can you like point yes. us in the right direction you is that it. right yeah you you said that the right, that's that's correct okay that's it what I'm gonna, what we're talking about today, and what is real, and what we're, what I'm demonstrating here, and, and doing using science to do it, is that your belief, what you believe to be true, is real, mm. and and there is an elongated version of that. It's not just a quick, flippant belief, but it is one that is held in kinetic belief from the highest viewpoint. To while you create a thought form for that belief, that becomes your bias. That becomes a thing that you are then attracting the substance of to rearrange your circumstances. And for example, you are a, all of us, we're self-aware residents of the cosmos, which makes us uniquely different. Fascinating. That is unbelievable to think about. And we have this functioning ability to imagine. And we, not only just to imagine, but with bias, which is what imagination is. You have an opinion, a bias. You are observing something with a belief. And by the very nature of bias, you are attracting an outcome that you're kinetically believing to see in quantum physics. 
So we're right back at the beginning with the question, what is reality? Is it what you're surrounded by? Is it what you can touch, taste, feel, and hear? While there are just a few scientists that will continue to plod along in their research with the the, and we're at the, we're at the cutting edge of this, you see. And so here's physicists and they are, okay, it's like this unspoken understanding that, you know what, we're just not going to worry about the big questions. <laughs> <laughs> we're just, let's, how about we just don't talk about that? Yeah, let's you know, just pretend we're, like that's Where's not my lab happening. coat? I'm going back into the lab here. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm going just going to go do some math. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's kind of where we are with this. Well, and I, it was interesting what you were just saying about that bias, how we're approaching everything with bias and... It's almost, it, it just makes me think about the fact that this topic is not just about manifesting the things that we are believing so strongly to see. This is really the science and the, um, the, the understanding that surrounds how everything manifests. Good, bad, the ugly, whatever. Um, anything in the universe that's manifesting through us as creators, this is the path that it's going to take to do that. Yeah, and why is this so important? Because what this does is if you are willing to get this and understand this, that means you can change your body, you can change your health, Mm -hmm. you can change your wealth, your life, your relationships, you can change everything about your life, your entire life. Every single thing that you are now experiencing, it's ripe for change. Yeah. And it's up to you. Well, and it's almost the, and it gives me this thought of, of getting into a car and pressing the gas, but you don't understand how the, how the steering wheel works. Mm-hmm. And so you, can't, you don't know how to go left or right. You just know how to go. And so it's like time is just sucking us through life. And so many times, again and again and again, we're victims we're just victim to a bias that we don't even realize we're we're putting out there. So that's a good word too. Knowing how this works is most really pe- yeah. Most people go through life being victims of of the circumstances around them, but victims only to the extent that they allow things to happen to them. Because exactly. still, it has to be allowed. It has to be right. imagined to believe, imagined to be so. Right. For the reality of that to be experienced. Yeah. Knowing the nuts and bolts of this is going to be so powerful. Right. So what I can tell you is this. You are made up of the same quantum substance, the same creative force that existed before the Big Bang. You have the ability through your kinetic belief to create your reality by what you believe. So you have the power of quantum observation, and it's called imagination or desire. Religions call it faith. Science calls it observation. In other words, the things that you think about absolutely constructs your destiny. You have a purpose in life, and it's unique to how you were created. You have giftings according to your purpose and and for advancing yourself to perfected completion. You're unlike anybody else in this world, all of us. We're all unique individuals, and that's where so many lives end up broken and thrown to the wayside because they've forgotten to be original and unique. And this is what every single successful person understands. This is where, this is, in, in my mind, this begins to get exciting. You have habitual imaginations that were formed by negative influencers and original positive source energy. In other words, the bias of what you've established through observation has created the life that you're now living. Even though we live in a multi-dimensional universe, The properties of physics have given us two different ways in order to control our destinies. There's only two. Now, think about that. The the um, as complex as the universe actually is on the quantum level, I think that it is. um, It was it was by design and and friendly to us, designed from uh, the the creative design before the Big Bang, that we were given only just two simple ways to control our destiny instead of. Uh, 10 million, right? <laughs> yes. That's two. Who can't handle two choices? And hey, you got 50, you have a 50 50 chance that's, of doing something right. <laughs> that's right. And, and that's true. And, you know, most people, they're just tossing a coin all the way through life, aren't yeah. they? Just like, well, let's see, well, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> and throw it, throw it up. It one, is what it is. One out of two yeah. ain't bad. Well, those two choices, they're always going to be based upon you choosing to hold in a thought form from the highest viewpoint for your original source. And what I mean by when I say highest viewpoint, I am always talking about 
your holistic best version or vision for yourself. You want to see yourself advancing your, your mind and your body and your soul to perfected completion and whatever that means for you. Your positive purpose in life. So the energy of which leads to advancing your mind and body and soul toward perfected completion, that's what you're holding on to. And this is where you begin to expand. And this is the pathway to an abundant life for every single person alive today. Now, the other choice... It's always going to be based in fear, and this is negative source energy, and it always, it's, it, it's decaying. It leads to decay. It, it, is, uh, it leads to sickness, disease, poverty, lack, fear, torment, all those things. Habitual negative influencers that any of us have believed through life, either through condemnation or suggestions of fear, what that does is creates circumstances in our life that we may desperately want to change, hopefully. You don't see yourself as, you know, maybe you're not seeing yourself as a victim anymore, and you just want out of that thing. You want to be free from the bondage of condemnation and bullies and border bullies, people that are keeping you down and telling you you can't and telling you that you'll never amount to anything, all that stuff. So the original purpose for you, for all of us, the advancing purpose for us in this world is the most dominant force of your nature, which is so cool. And what that means is, and you've probably known this, known for years, perhaps even decades, that your, your life just doesn't perfectly represent who you know that you really are. And this is where most, this is why there's so much sadness and depression in the world today as it is. People are, they know they're different. They know that this is not the life they were supposed to be living. Listen, if there is anything in your life that you want to change, you can observe it to see it. Anything that you can attract simply means that you're able to be mindful for that bias. No amount of condemnation, no amount of judgment or fear or ridicule can erase the quantum substance of your original purpose. So I know you just covered this a a little bit, but I, I want to hear more about why the why negative source energy seems to be the default for the universe uh the default well in, in quantum physics there is for every particle there's an antiparticle there's a, a subsymmetry uh, balance throughout the, the universe except for one thing and that one thing is that that additional creative particle, which is known as the Higgs boson or the God particle, that was the exciting discovery back in 2012, which then says that, hey, we're in a universe that is expanding. And that expansion, that positive expansion is life. It's growth and development. It's advancing. All of the universe is advancing quantumly toward a perfected completion where all is well. And then there is the source of decay, which we have as creative uh, believers, an ability to attach ourselves to one or the other. Doesn't it seem, though, like in the world that decay is the thing that happens if you're not actively pursuing the positive original source energy of you, of your That's life. Correct. That's correct. And I have, so I have heard it said, and I think that, um, and I can't go back to the original intention of the, the, the ones that are saying it, but I can just tell you that it doesn't agree with what I, I know to be true. And that is when, when I hear people say that, oh, just be like water and seek its lowest level and, and follow after the path of least resistance. That's actually incorrect. Mm-hmm. That leads to decay. Okay. The path of least resistance is to, like water, fall, follow after um, negative source energy. The path of resistance in a world that is capable of going back to dust, for example. Um, uh, let me see if I can break it down a little bit more. The, this table here, left alone in a certain amount of time, is going to just be a pile of dust back on the floor again. Yeah. Its creative original intention will go back to to uh, the smallest version or form of itself. Um, the flesh that we are dwelling in now, it just wants to die. Hmm. It wants to cave in and quit and give up and, and stop. Yeah. There is a temptation, the easiest way to, um, uh, to, to live your life, for example, the, the least way of resistance is to not exercise, to eat donuts, yeah. to drink what you want to drink, and to smoke what you want to smoke, and to do the easiest, least resistant things. And so we, uh, it's, I think it's vitally important for anyone's success to understand that 
Kinetic belief and proper law of attraction requires effort, mental effort. It requires meditation. It requires that you are casting down imaginations and every high thing that's exalting itself before the knowledge of your best self. Any ideas that come up that's negative source, the bad report, the, doc, the bad report from the doctor, news of terrorism, thoughts of sickness, thoughts of disease, um, condemnation, all those things. It's, so, it's everywhere, everywhere you turn around. It's actually much more resistant to cast that down than it is to agree. To agree would be the pathway of least resistance that leads to decay in a life of the things we've been talking about. Isn't it interesting that our original source purpose is so positive and and even feels sometimes like it's otherworldly, and yet the natural state is always wanting to go into decay. So it's almost like you have these two warring ideas. And really, that's what you were talking about. You know, just now you talked about the quantum observation, which is just another name for belief. And you have, you can choose one or the other, one or the other. And I don't want people to get the wrong idea or impression either, because the best part about this, all this is, is that you don't have to become something that you're not. And I don't want you to think that it's impossible to do this. In quantum mechanics, by way of observation, you unbecome the things that you appear to be to reveal your original self. The moment that you create the highest viewpoint for a thought form, that's your physical mechanism of measurement. Okay, You are employing a quantum sleight of hand. That is your crucial moment for rearranging your life according to the way it was supposed to be before it was ever negatively influenced. That's interesting to think about, too, that... You know, if you could somehow from the day you're born just maintain that original purpose that you'd never have to unbecome anything. Wouldn't that be cool, right? <laughs> you, you're pretty close. You you got a hold of all these truths when you were five years old. So that's right. that's pretty darn close. But that's an interesting path to imagine um, that at any point in time, we're just unbecoming the things that don't align with that that's original right. uh, self, that um, original yeah intention unbecoming all the negative uh, influencers That's beautiful. look there have been debates over the nature of reality over what is actually real and, and which go back to physicists realization way back in the early days of quantum theory that particles and waves are two sides of the same coin and, and this is where quantum science is trying to predict what the universe would be absent the intention of choice in other words the life that you're now living has been constructed by your beliefs of choice Right. So the circumstances of your life will begin to change the moment that you enforce a new bias for your life. For example, in quantum physics, we have a classic example, which is the double slit experiment in, in which individual electrons, and in, uh, this was demonstrated in the lab, they're fired at a barrier and the barrier has two openings in it. The electron, it's, it seems to pass through both slits in exactly the same way that a light wave does. But we're talking about electrons here. And what happens is, is it creates what's called a banded interference pattern on the other side of the barrier. Every choice you make in life creates a banded interference pattern. Both outcomes exist, but the choice you make is the one that you get to observe in your life. In 1926, an Austrian physicist invented the wave function in order to describe the duplication of electrons. And so he devised an equation that allowed physicists to calculate the behavior of two parallels in any given situation. And even though he was successful, no one could say anything about the wave function's nature. Scientists, they haven't been able to uncover the nature of the wave function and the mysterious entity that lies at the heart of the quantum reality. So as I'm listening, uh, I mean, first of all, my mind is being <laughs> really stretched here. I'm it's not, understandable. I was never um, a good science student. <laughs> um, but I want to first understand in relation 
to law of attraction, kinetic belief. What is the importance of electrons? How does that fit in to this theory? Sure. Well, it, everything is made up of electrons, okay, even on the most fundamental levels. And you get into quantum physics. This table is it has particles that's moving, even though it looks like it's solid and stable. You and I, we're made of the same stuff, stars. The, everything that has mass or matter in the universe is all made of the same stuff. So in quantum observations, when we can go down to the molecular level and observe how electrons uh, react um, and how they perform and through observation, what they're actually doing, we begin to understand um, the function of reality and, and where all things come from. And not only that, but where potentially are all things going? So it's the stuff. It's the stuff. That's right. It's the study of the stuff. If you're manifesting something, it's going to be made up of electrons. It's the study of the stuff. And the next part of this is, guess what? Your thoughts are made of stuff. What, right. you, what you observe is stuff. Mm. You know, everything in the universe, you know, we tend to want to believe that only, you know, things that we can right. touch and hold, and that's stuff. And then people have actually, it hasn't been that long ago, they would say, well, is wind stuff, <laughs> air stuff? And of right. course, all of it is. Um, and one other really specific question. So you, what was the slit theory? What was that called again? The double slit theory? It was just, a, it was a... Oh, an experiment. Yeah, it was, to, it was an invention of the wave function. Just It was describing the, how the duplication of electrons. Um, so, and so the, the physicist, he came up with an equation that would allow physicists to calculate the behavior of two parallels. And this is where it starts to get a little bit Scooby-Doo here well, in, that's what in I any was, given, given situation. Yeah, and that's what I was curious about is, so if you're shooting one electron, theoretically, at two openings, how can, they, how can it go through both? How does it go through both of those? Well, you see, that's what they don't know. And that's that's where it gets okay. a little bit mysterious for a lot of people because they just, uh, it, the and that really goes back to the heart of quantum reality. Um, where scientists are, they're trying to uncover the nature of the wave function and it's mysterious. It's a mystery to them. How is this even possible? And so the, the wave function, what it does is it just, you know, the, it gives the physicists a tool to calculate the probability of observing an electron at any particular location or the chances that its spin is, is oriented up or its spin is oriented down. Wow, that's so interesting to think about that, you know, to imagine our manifestations on such a quantum basic but so tiny such a level and I love that they're seeing things that they just over and over and over again they say well we saw it and we have no idea why it's doing that. <laughs> well, this That's is, amazing. And, and this is what excites me so wow. much is because they are now at the point where, you know, this is an attempt of quantum research to try and explain measurement which or belief, mm. to explain the creative force behind what you choose to believe which is the substance of your faith. That's another way of saying it. Mathematics has not been able to shed any light whatsoever on what a wave function really is. Wow. So... Up until now, physicists are continuing to use wave function as a calculating tool for handling their lack of faith regarding what makes your choices real in your universe. So wave function, guess what? I'm telling you today, it is a physical thing. And it's just as real as you choosing to have a cup of coffee in the morning and enjoying the effect of the caffeine. What you believe <laughs> produces what you will experience every time. And when you say wave function, you're ref you are referring to the... the um, the way that an electron is operating? Correct. Is that right? <laughs> wave function it really is a way of measuring the results of your belief wow. and what the results will be. And the fact that what you believe creates circumstances and changes Jeez. things according to your viewpoint. Isn't it insane that we know <laughs> that we are able to look at this stuff? I love it. Stuff? It's so cool. I mean, just think just, uh, I don't know, 50 years ago, 100 years ago. Uh, and now science is almost having this um, uh, crisis, identity crisis, because it's almost like science is being pushed to this brink where, you know, if you don't 
sprinkle in a little belief, a little law of attraction. Uh, exactly. um, it's going to get weird and That's you won't right. be able to crack the code. Oh, if you think it's weird now, buckle your her, your Hadron Collider seatbelt. <laughs> <laughs> because, which is the, that is the largest machine ever built, by the way. And, and wow. scientists have used it to uncover all kinds of secrets about the universe. But for all of the time and energy that physicists have put into that collider, most of the galactic secrets, they are still eluding us. Wow. They st- we still don't even know. So, you, you were, so, I was just going to say that really quick, you were telling me, um, you were talking to me about the collider and you, I, I thought it was so cool. You just were telling me that the collider is part of it anyways, is five stories of handmade microelectronics. Yeah. I mean, the, yeah. it's massive, but it's this massive thing on this microscopic scale. I mean, it's just it's just mind blowing. It's amazing this age we're living in. Just to give you an idea, the Hadron Collider has a circumference of about sixteen miles. Goodness gracious! But CERN, uh, the organization that runs the collider, uh-huh. they're planning to build a new particle accelerator that's even bigger. And where is this? And it's going to be the just right there at the same place. And it has already been given the name um, Future Circular Collider. Uh-huh. And if it ever gets built, it will dwarf. I mean, absolutely dwarf that already gigantic wow. uh, collider. That's amazing. And that's in Switzerland, right? Yeah, that's correct. It's uh, Geneva. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Near Geneva. Okay. The new collider is going to be more than 60 miles Goodness. in circumference. Wow. The one there now, 16 miles. This one's going to be 60 miles. Oh, so and, does, is it just a larger explosion? Is that yeah, why they're making so, it bigger? It'll produce collisions 10 times more powerful than the Hadron wow. Collider if it gets built. So and cool. they're saying probably in about uh, 30 years <laughs> they'll have it finished and ready to go. But uh, wow. I'm telling you, that's good. It will be amazing. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, wow. but I'm also interested and excited about what they're going to actually, uh, what we'll be able to determine between now and then just using the collider uh, as it is. And so it, it, here's the thing. In, in 2012, scientists confirmed the detection of the Higgs boson, and that's really what we're kind of talking about here today. Right. It's also, it's, it goes by the nickname the God Particle. The particle helps give mass to all elementary particles that have mass, such as the electrons and protons. But, and I've, I've covered a lot, a lot here today, but now here it is. Based on observations of the Higgs boson field, the particle field that creates what is believed to be. But now, the gist of the quantum theory, it's actually pretty simple. And I think it's even poetic. The conditions of the universe, they are biased toward creating something out of nothing. Now, you may feel lost and frustrated and confused about your purpose in life. It may even feel like virtually everything goes wrong for you, no matter how well you think you've planned things out. But there are some simple things that you can do with respect to each fundamental law of creation. And you do this simply by starting out with a general grasp of the things we've been talking about here today. A grasp of the power of what you believe to be true for you. And the different laws that govern you mastering your universe. Do that because it'll make you, it, it, it makes a noticeable difference in what you begin experiencing. That is the remarkable thing about all of this. Wow. Isn't that amazing that we can take really our inner self and then through this information that you just what you've been even what you've been teaching today, we can really connect to this higher understanding, which I think will also lead to that higher spiritual plane that we're always reaching for. Because even when you're manifesting, you know, you're working to manifest and you're and you're working to attract through the spiritual, you know, through your, your mind and your thoughts and your words. And it's just this, it's almost hard to even put into words just how it all ties in together. It's like this perfect, beautiful web. Well, and here's what's happening as you're listening to, to this today. All of a sudden, a lot of people are running out of excuses. <laughs> you, you, you cannot uh, say that someone is victimizing you or they are offending you anymore because the choice is yours, is yours as to whether or not to be offended or not. Not only that, but you have a choice of whether or not to be sick. 
you have a choice of whether or not to be in lack or to be wealthy. Yeah. It's actually a choice that you make every single day. And you choose it by what you choose to observe or you allow yourself to observe. So simply by the act of observation, you're creating your reality and the kind of life that you will be living. So as we're wrapping up today, I want to really just circle back to the title for today's episode, which is How Real is Reality? So I want to under, have a deeper understanding of, you know, what is our reality? Is it, I mean, even, okay, for example, let's say that you are manifesting, you're, you're working to attract health. And when that health shows up, when that healing shows up, is that now your reality? Or is the thing that you're always believing for in your mind the reality? I mean, is, does reality ever become physical? Great question, and here's the simple answer to it, and this is where a lot of people get, they start stumbling around when they're out here trying to use the law of attraction. What is real? What, what is your reality? And the example you're giving is your health. Your reality to be successful with the law of attraction using kinetic belief, your reality for perfected health is the moment that you see yourself perfectly healthy, that becomes your reality. Not when you physically see it, but when you imagine to see it. Let me say it again. When you, the moment, the very moment that you imagine to see yourself healthy, allow that to become your reality because then it does become your reality. But if you imagine to see yourself healthy and then you look around to see if it's really true or not, then what you allow yourself to see in the, the, the physical realm that is still just an echo of what was, you will observe that only to continue to manifest that sickness. The moment you imagine it, determine that that is present tense, your reality. Hold that thought for, meditate to see that. Be grateful that that has already happened. Now, you are, you are forcing, you're creating a vacuum a quantum vacuum for the substance of your belief to begin to attract and move in to create the circumstance of what you're believing for. And that's how this works. It sounds kind of, you might have to listen to back up, the, back up your, uh, your, your podcast and listen to it again. <laughs> the moment you imagine yourself to be healthy, flawless, healthy, also become grateful that it's already happened in the present tense and that is your reality. You don't live by what you're feeling. Don't live by what the doctors are telling you. You're living by what you're imagining to be the truth for yourself. That in the, on the quantum level becomes the, the reality of your existence. And then the universe, the substance of, of what you're believing to be true now begins to move into your natural realm, the space that you're now occupying, to ensure that that becomes uh, in, in sub-symmetry agreement with the particle that you are attracting to become the reality in your life. Wow, you know, drilling down into what you're saying is so important. And I just got, uh, you know, really a, a new perspective on that. Just another piece was sort of locked into place for, for me personally because, you know, Focusing on the fact that you're the thing that you're that highest thought form, right? The imagination that you're holding is always going to be your reality is so important to remember because let's say that you do manifest that health. Well, now the work is to maintain it. Um, so don't ever mistake what you see for reality, good or bad, because I think a lot of times when the thing that you're believing for shows up in the natural you almost feel like, okay, this is my reality now, but the natural is never the reality. It's that highest thought form. It's the thing you're focusing on. It's the thing you're believing for, the words you're saying. Um, that's new for me. Where a lot of people get messed up in this is they think too much about manifestation. And when you do that, that is simply you're, what you're doing is you're saying it hasn't happened for me and it's not going to happen until I see it manifest. And if that's what you're doing, then you're still not receiving it as having already been done for you. Get out of the practice of anticipating manifestation. Manifestation will happen. You should be the least surprised person on earth when your manifestation shows up because you've been seeing it for two weeks as having already come to pass. So what's real? Is the universe continually dividing itself into parallel worlds each with an alternative version of ourselves? Is that, I mean, it, it, <laughs> wow. what's actually happening here? And, and so 
Is there such thing as an objective reality at all? Or just is it what it is? I mean, I can tell you, listen, emphatically, that it isn't what it is. You have final say. You have final authority over what your journey is going to look like. You do have options in this. Now, in quantum physics, each choice that you're ever faced with, look, it has real consequences. So what does this mean for you? It means that it means that it's up to you to make this universe count. Choose your desires in a way that leave you with no regrets. Imagine for the dream job. Be courageous enough to stand up for yourself. Navigate through the noise of negative source energy by not participating with it. Stretch yourself every single day of your life to advance your mind, soul, and your body throughout your life and beyond. Yes, there are many different outcomes to every possible observation that your bias could ever consider. But here's the thing. There is no other universe that has this version of you in it. There is no other future for you other than the one that you choose to believe yourself into. Make this one and your next one your best one. Wow. This has been so much today. And I've, I've really, um, I really enjoyed getting a deeper... I feel like, first of all, I feel like you could spend five more hours <laughs> on this because there's so uh, yes. much here. But I do love that you gave us really just a taste of what's happening in our belief and what constructs our reality and how we can access that. And, you know, what I'm coming away with, too, is is how important meditation is going to be. Some sort of meditative practice. Um, obviously, I know that you journal um, but that's going to be required because when reality, when you accept the fact that reality is not what you touch and see and feel, you're, it's all of a sudden, okay, the race is in the mind. My journal is my blueprint for my life. Yeah. I am the, the constructor. I am the architect for my life, and I am blueprinting it. I'm journaling from my highest viewpoint the holistic version of a perfected life in order to advance my mind, body, and soul. And to be optimistically joyful and happy all the days of my life, living it to the fullest. You know, Albert Einstein said, reality is merely an illusion, albeit a very persistent one. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, I mean, great. We, but we get, to, we, we get to guide ourselves yeah. and not be victims, not be victims of yes. the, the, the horrible things that the world tries to get you to believe. Yeah. And that's what, it, that's what it is. It's a battle for thoughts and mind. Right. And so turn that noise off. Get away from it. And really what this seems to do is it, it takes that perspective, that self-perspective, and it takes it from your living room in front of your computer and expands it and sort of blows it up into this universal perspective where the earth is a tiny blue dot and you are your own universe and you can achieve and do and eternally be just anything that you choose to be. So much fun mastering the universe is, I'm telling you, there's Powerful. no other better way to live. And you actually, you actually see the results of it start to envelop you and to change your circumstances and to change your days and weeks and months. Other people start seeing that you're changing and you you can't quite put their finger on it but you, they just know something's happening to you yeah. and I've had people come up and say how are you doing it what 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 is your secret and all you can say is look I just imagine to see and I believe what I imagine you know and and also oh my goodness you, you know we're talking about journaling but you have to say these things out loud in order to take the rudder of your life and speak those things that you're believing to see you can't think a negative thing while you're speaking the positive one and let's let's do it right now just say this yeah. after me just say i know i am beautifully made i know i'm beautifully made and have great health and have great health great wealth great wealth and wisdom and wisdom already belongs to me already belongs to me i'm flowing in the direction of well-being i'm flowing in the direction of well-being i'm optimistically happy i'm optimistically happy because love dwells with me and because love dwells with me i am in love with myself i'm in love with myself i unconditionally love all others i unconditionally love all others. I am mastering my universe around me. I'm mastering my universe around me. What I believe establishes perfected order in my life. What I believe establishes perfected order in my life. I am attracting fulfillment. 
I'm attracting fulfillment for my mind, body, and soul. For my mind, my body, and my soul. I am believing to devote myself to my legacy. I'm believing to devote myself to my legacy. All my life goals. All my life goals. I choose my purpose. I choose my purpose. Over all other purposes. Over all other purposes. So all obstacles. All the obstacles. Are removed from my path. Are removed from my path. I have no fear in my life. I have no fear in my life. Where there is unconditional love. Where there is unconditional love. There can be no fear. There can be no fear. I like to have fun with others around. I like to have fun with others around. I'm a light for those that know me. I'm a light for those that know me. For those that meet me. For those that meet me. For those that will never see me again. And for those that will never see me again. Oh, that's beautiful. Wow, today was so powerful, Steve. This was some deep stuff, and I think I hung in there. I, I, I might be emailing you a few questions. I think you did, too, but I've got, <laughs> let me hit, in closing, I've got a question for you. Oh, okay. I'm how, ready. How real is reality? <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> you can answer that I'll, I'll, uh, tomorrow. I'll text you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's great. No, Just, really though, thanks. Today was so powerful. And I think any time that we can gain a deeper understanding of really the mechanics of belief, the mechanics of the law of attraction and kinetic belief, it's just a faith booster. It's going to just sort of well up under that faith and, and inflate it and make it bigger and stronger and more powerful in our lives. That's, that's right, how it works. We're building ourselves up with all the possibilities. And look, don't limit yourself. You're only limited by what you believe to, to imagine to see. Those, that is the only thing that will ever limit you. Journal your life, your best life, yeah. and begin believing for it, adhering to it, and relying on it. And don't forget to visit us at kineticbelief.com to become a part of the family. And if you got any questions from today's podcast, email Megan at kineticbelief <laughs> at stephencanyon.com. And I'll forward those and, to you. <laughs> right. Okay. This has been fun, and this I will see you back tomorrow. Okay? okay. See you then. Thank you. Bye.